One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bunjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. Hi, and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the studio from home, I'm doing another little solo cast. Today I want to have a, a very brief chat about the dreaded relapse. Relapse is something that can just send people into the biggest shame spiral and actually stop people reaching out for help because they feel shame and they feel that they've let people down and it just creates a big shame cycle of going back to the old patterns, the old way of being and getting stuck in that cycle again. One thing I have to say is this, I have not relapsed in this last six years, but I relapsed plenty of times before that. I think I tried hundreds, actually, I don't know about hundreds, but I tried so many times to stop and didn't make it so many times before it finally stuck. And I guess what finally stuck for me was just the winning formula for me, I guess. And I, my mindset shifted and I guess I finally accepted that I'm doing this for this amount of time. And then once I got to the end of it, realizing, ah, uh, I know what it's going to look like if I go back to drinking. And I guess I had to weigh it up for myself, but I had tried many, many times. There's so many times I was like, that's it. I'm never drinking again. And after a couple of weeks, I would lose that resolve and think I'll just have one and back again. And I'd feel embarrassed because I'd said to people, that's it. 
And I'd said to myself, most importantly, but it's really good to know that if you have lapsed, it doesn't mean you failed. It's an opportunity. It's an opportunity to start again with a fresh outlook on things. And I think that's really important to not waste the opportunity, but to go, okay, what could I learn about that? Like if you're serious and you want to give it another crack and actually try life without alcohol again, then it's a really great opportunity to sit down, put pen to paper and go, right, what worked before? What didn't work this time? And what can I learn about myself through this process? It's such a good learning opportunity. I've had people before where they've felt shame and didn't even want to come back to me if I've been coaching them. When they have come back, of course, come back with open arms from me, of course they can come back. And I'm always just glad to see people if they do come back. And I just think, yes, okay, well, let's dig deeper. We need to dig a bit deeper here and find out what's actually happening. But there's never any shame in it, especially if you can front up and say, okay, I think I've got to do it. I've got to dig a bit deeper. But here's some questions I thought that I could put out to you guys to ask yourself, or maybe you can help someone else through this process as well. If if you know someone and they've said, I've had a, a lapse, I've had a slip up, but I want to keep going. Perhaps you might be able to help them out with these questions. Again, you know, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again and get curious. So I would put pen to paper. The first thing I'd ask anyone is, okay, what happened? What actually triggered me? What was going on for me? So what was the situation? Was there a stressful event happening? Was I feeling overwhelmed? What emotions perhaps was I feeling? And here's a good one. What was the story I was telling myself? Was it that I won't fit in if I don't drink? Was it that I can't handle this stress? What was it? And also not forgetting to, I spoke about this a few weeks ago on a solo cast episode, that stress is one of the major factors that causes relapse. So was it that I was stressed? What was actually going on for me? And when you get pen to paper, it gives you so much clarity. So, okay, so what was actually going on? And you have to be kind of honest with yourself and you don't have to show anyone the answers to these questions, but you can really use this as an opportunity to, to dig deep and learn. What was I seeking relief from? So what was I seeking relief from? What was the tension in me that I had to relieve? Asking that is a huge one because we've got to get to the bottom of it. You've got to understand the why, like why? And usually with alcohol, we're seeking relief from something. So what was it? What was it that I was needing at the time? Was I needing stress relief? Was I needing confidence? Was I needing to numb out? What was it that I was needing? And then asking, well, okay, I've learned something here. So what could I give myself next time? So it's all about identifying what may have caused the slip up. So identifying it and then really unpacking it and then trying to figure out, okay, well, what could I give myself next time? So then we can start to perhaps plan create a roadmap around potential roadblocks that might be there in the future. So, okay, well, I know I get really stressed if I put on a, a party, say at my place, or if I have to put on a work function and the stress gets too much for me and I've ended up drinking to cope with the stress. Okay. So then we could look at, all right, well, what might I need to do next time I'm planning something like that? Is it that I need to ask for more help? Is it that I need to make it at an alcohol-free event? How can I alleviate some of the stress? So what was it about putting on that event perhaps that 
might have caused you to get really stressed out and lead you to relapse. So once you're getting yourself back on the train, once you've figured out why you might have had the slip up, then thinking to get yourself back on, all right, well, what's worked in the past? And perhaps if I had a daily practice going, did I let that slip? So that's a really good question because oftentimes I'll say to people, were you doing the work? Were you doing the daily stuff? And pretty much 95% of the time I get a no. Not always though. Sometimes people will have been doing the work, they're doing the stuff, but perhaps they might not have been using the tools, some of the tools that we've implemented. So were you using the tools? And there's no shame in if you didn't use the tools, like perhaps you forgot or you just got carried away in the moment. But just asking yourself that honest question, okay, well, was I using what's worked for me before in the past? And if not, why not? And that's, again, that's not a judgment question, but why? What stopped me from using those tools that I'd used before in the past? Maybe it was that I didn't want to. (laughs) I didn't want to use them because I actually wanted to go drink. And then, again, then asking why, why I must have been needing relief from something if it was that bad, perhaps. So these are all really great questions that you can ask yourself. And like I say, don't waste the opportunity to learn about yourself and about your triggers because every time you have a slip up and every time you learn something, it helps you in the future if you want to keep going and getting back on the horse and giving it another go. And I think just give it another go. There's no shame in it whatsoever. Even if you decided to do dry July perhaps or dry January or Feb fast, and then after that you felt really good but then you started drinking again afterwards and I've seen people have a bit of shame around that that they went back but I think there's no shame in anything it's just that you were really successful for that time and it went really well and you went back to old patterns and where are you now where do you want to be and making that focus more on not what's happened but where I actually want to be So where am I right now in this moment and where do I want to be? And so then start planning around that. And now I would also say reach out. So reach out and get some help. If you've been working with a coach or you've been working with someone in the past and that was working well for you, reach back out to them. Or you can reach out to me. Perhaps you could make a coaching call with myself or someone that you've been working with or someone that you've heard on a podcast and thought they sound really good. I'm telling you now that coach, that drug and alcohol counselor, that sponsor will not be cross with you. They will be so happy to see you again. I 100% guarantee that. So, or perhaps if it wasn't quite working out with that person or that program, then could I try someone else and, and see how that goes? Perhaps I could ask them. I think most coaches would be fine if you said it wasn't quite my jam, but do you know someone else? And you've got to find what works for you and do more of that. So sometimes if it's not a good fit, it's not a good fit. But also in saying that you've got to watch that you're not finding fault. And that's the part of you that wants to keep you stuck in the old cycles, perhaps finding fault to stop you going there. I see that a bit sometimes with people. I hear that a bit with, oh, I wanted to do such and such program or do this one's course, but they were a bit da, 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 da. And I think, yeah, I wonder if that was just the part of you that's looking for cause to be offended or to find fault so that you don't have to do it. So that's another thing to look out for as well. But I guarantee you, anyone that you've worked with in the past will be more than happy to keep working with you. They want you to be well. That's why they're in this space. 
and that is what they want for you. They will not be disappointed with you. And I'm pretty sure too, if you've been working with someone for quite a while and it's not working, I think also if they're a good sponsor or a good coach, they might even see, well, perhaps my approach isn't working for you. You should try this person. And there's no shame in that either. Like if someone does say that to you, I think it's really important not to take that personally, but to go, okay, well, they've got my best interest at heart here. But yeah, don't waste this opportunity. If, if you have slipped up, I think it can be a really golden opportunity to learn more and really dig deep. Like I think this whole journey is about digging deep, understanding your triggers, understanding why you're drinking in the first place, understanding what it is you need, how you can give yourself that without leaning on alcohol or another addictive substance or behavior to find relief from perhaps something that's causing tension for you. So uh, I hope that helps. I hope someone who needs to hear that today has heard this and perhaps even share this episode with someone if you feel that they need to hear this as well. The more that we can just share, be open, non-judgmental around this space, around these conversations, the better off everyone will be. So I hope that helped. And please, if you want to do some coaching or one of my courses or retreats, go to iquitalcohol.com.au. If I can't help you, I'm guarantee you I can find someone else that can. And also in saying that, my good friend Lyndall Hunt runs some amazing relapse programs as well. She runs the 30-day relapse program. So perhaps if I'm not your jam, you could definitely check out what Lyndall's got going on. She's talked plenty of times on this podcast about her own relapse as well. So plenty of options out there. Hopefully we can get you the help that you need. And thanks for listening. See you soon. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.